As Garth Brooks, what were the challenges for you in creating the Chris Gaines character? In this project, what we found most of all is it's hard to tell between what is real and what is fantasy. He was a rocker who liked fast cars and even faster women. Sex. That's the greatest thing about being a musician. There's no more way till. It's very strange to see that come out of his face. What I brought back was something that the critics said I never had. Something I never thought I had. I brought back soul. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Gaines. Hello and welcome to Chris Gaines the Podcast, the show where we take an exhaustive look at the career of country superstar Garth Brooks and his much maligned decision in 1999 to take on an alter ego by the name of Chris Gaines. The album, In the Life of Chris Gaines, was meant to be a pre-soundtrack release to a feature film entitled The Lamb, a way of letting the audience get to know the character before they went to see the movie. Despite selling two million copies, the album was considered a complete failure and heralded an early retirement from Brooks. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm Michael Eads. And I'm Ashley Spurgeon. And we're your hosts on this Behind the Music, Behind the Music podcast. (laughs) As with all things, it's important to have a little context. So let's tell the people who we are and why we're here. Well, I'm here because, I mean, the real answer is the Saturday Night Live episode featuring Chris Gaines' musical guest, Garth Brooks is the host, that aired in November, I believe it was November 13th. Yeah. I was an impressionable ninth grader, a big old comedy nerd. I watched Saturday Night Live every single week and had been probably from the time I was in seventh grade. And more than any other episode of Saturday Night Live, this is in my memory. Every sketch was funny. Every sketch was good. Every sketch was perfect. The fact that it was the biggest celebrity in the world, one of the biggest people, most famous persons to have ever lived, hosting SNL and performing not his hit songs. Right. Not any hit songs, but performing as a fictional character, not an alter ego, but a fictional character for a feature film that was supposedly supposed to come out the following year. Right. This is the equivalent of like Lady Gaga making an album of Alley songs <laughs> two years ago just to prepare us right. for A Star is Born. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It, 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 I don't even know what else to say. I want to give everyone a, an extra bit of context here because this Saturday Night Live episode was such a mark for Ashley and I. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the year, earlier in 2019, it dawned on us that the 20th anniversary of Chris Gaines is coming up. September 28th, 2019 is the 20 year anniversary of In the Life of Chris Gaines, the greatest hits record that is a pre soundtrack to The Lamb. And to celebrate that, we started a little campaign to try our damnedest to get Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines back on SNL. If I have one goal for this podcast, that is it. I that mean, is the only thing I want. That is the only thing I 
want. I want Garth Brooks back on SNL this Absolutely. This, this fall. And Garth Brooks is and back. Yeah. He is crushing it with these massive stadium shows, mm-hmm. multiple nights. He's on he's currently on his dive bar tour right now, which people are really enjoying. I don't know anything about those. I've seen Garth live once. It was a spectacle. It was amazing. He's definitely back in his nineties form right now, I think. He seems like a creature of the stage to me. He seems like yeah. probably seventy five percent of his life is on the road on the stage yeah so we have a twitter account garth gains snl which is dedicated to just spreading the gospel <laughs> of it. garth brooks and chris gains on snl i would love it if you at home were to also spread the gospel that website is filled with amazing gifts yeah if fucking great ones yeah i spent a good deal of time <laughs> taking the entire saturday night live episode and gifting every moment that was noteworthy of both Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines. See, this podcast is great because it's like I have ideas and opinions and then you do the work. It's, it's perfect because yeah. I have no ideas. <laughs> so I need someone. I to have wild, baseless speculation and like gut feelings and like I, I vibes. I have uh, a lot of vibes. I love a vibe. Yeah. yeah. What is your first Chris Gaines memory? I recall Chris Gaines from the Saturday Night Live episode as probably my earliest touch point of mm-hmm. it and just being fascinated with this bizarre thing that was happening yeah i watched a lot of vh1 at the time too i remember there was a music video that got some heavy rotation Mm -hmm. uh i remember he was shoeless was he was he not shoeless in the video yes garth the red strokes video yeah for those of you that have not seen garth brooks the red strokes do yourself a favor Look up this video. He is in a stark white room on a white piano in Mm -hmm. a white suit with a white cowboy hat, Mm -hmm. no shoes, Mm -hmm. and blood is spurting out of everything. (laughs) It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And that's pre-Chris Gaines. Yeah. So who am I, I guess? What makes me qualified to talk about Chris Gaines? I'm a, I'm a music writer and a music journalist, and I live in Nashville, but I really don't know shit about country music. And I didn't grow up listening to Garth Brooks at all. Full stop. I was familiar with When the Thunder Rolls. I am familiar with Friends in Low Places. And that is pretty much it. That is the extent of my Garth Brooks knowledge for the entirety of the 1990s and then Chris Gaines. So for me, I'm unusual, I feel, in that Mm -hmm. most of my entree into the world of Garth Brooks was via Chris Gaines. Yeah. Well, I think as we proceed through this you'll find that maybe you know more songs than you were even aware of but again getting ahead of ourselves i'm mike leeds uh my expertise is much slimmer than ashley's uh she's a writer she's very accomplished in research and forming opinions and articulating (laughs) them i'm an internet nerd and i'm okay with that i've done a lot of weird internet projects over the years i've run a blog for like 15 years that's, I'm comfortable in my role here as the person that is backing up Ashley and. But you're a music some, fan too. You know music. Oh yeah. You know records. I do, you. I do. I know all those things, and I I definitely find this to be a really really fascinating experiment by mm-hmm. an artist, and we've seen it in a ton of other artists. We, you and I could list 10 artists right now that yeah. have performed as fictional characters or alter egos or pseudonyms, mm-hmm. whatever, and none of them were this maligned. None whatsoever. Not even close. Part of it is, I think, the ambition, the scope of the project of Chris Gaines, because... 
like you said, the original idea was there was going to be a motion picture yeah. called The Lamb. Written by the guy who wrote Die Hard. Written by the guy who wrote Die Hard. Starring Garth Brooks mm-hmm. as Australian rock pop Chanteuse, yeah. Chris Gaines, uh, because another a thing about Chris Gaines in opposition to Garth Brooks is Chris Gaines is very pretty. Sure. Chris Gaines is very handsome. Chris Gaines has this sort of like, I'm flipping through the Chris Gaines Greatest Hits booklet right now, filled with amazing pictures of leather and black and pinky rings. Spandex. And oh my God, he's just loose. He's loose, he's sexy, he's like a little bit oily in the best kind of way. Garth Brooks lost 40 pounds to do these photo shoots and play this role. He was going for this felt man. And in this, uh, towards the end of the book, there's this picture of him in sort of like a black and white Harlequin gear. And I mean, his legs are toned, his but is popping. Honestly, there's there's a cod piece to this. I choose to believe that that photo is not photoshopped. I don't think it's photoshopped at all. This was 1999, mm. so Photoshop could not have existed. No. But here's what's interesting to me about Garth's legs and butt here. He was an athletic young man. He was absolutely. He played college athletics. Mm-hmm. He was a javelin guy. So that's running. That's, you got to run bit of to running, throw a lot some of javelin. He was also a football player in high school, baseball player in high school. Not great at any of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. But he was definitely doing a lot of exercise. Yeah, for that's sure. a sporty guy. That you don't you don't picture the sporty guy being the music guy too. No, but he was. Yeah, and uh, that is a subject that we will dive into very deeply in oh, a future yeah. episode. Because in order to understand Chris Gaines, you have to understand Garth Brooks. Yeah, obviously, because one is a creation of the other, and there is so much insane overlap in their lives. I guess it's not that insane. You write what you know. Yeah, exactly. That's the genesis of art, you know, in a lot of ways. (laughs) Not to explain art to you. No, (laughs) please, by all means. I'm here to be explained to you, absolutely. And I want to be clear, the intent of this podcast is to research and investigate and discuss all things Chris Gaines, factual and speculative, but it's not to make fun of Chris Gaines. I mean, it was a failure. That is a fact. The project, the it was humiliating. It's it's, right. it's a struggle for me to even comprehend how humiliating it must have been. Like right. I will cry if I think too hard about the shit that he had to hear. Oh yeah, the reviews. You know what are... I mean? It's brutal, beyond brutal. But mm-hmm. it's like at the first at the same time, it's like this is the first time probably in over a decade that like he's heard anything bad about himself. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he sold more records than I mean, number one solo country mm-hmm. artist for Literally a decade. Yeah. And this Chris Gaines album, this flop, this failure, this world level fucking shit stain sold two million copies. <laughs> Which in two million copies. In 2019 is unbelievable. Ain't nobody selling two million copies of anything <laughs> these days. That yeah. I mean, it's an oh my God. If physical CDs. Yeah. Physical CDs, yeah. not download codes. Right. People went out to buy this. So We are here to inform you about the Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines legacy. Mm -hmm. We are here to have you join us on the journey to get Garth and Chris back on SNL in whatever form. I agree with Ashley that the hosting experience would be ideal. I'll take a digital short. I would love a digital short. I mean, just even like a quick bumper. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ. Just one of those animated cards. (sighs) Fine. That would be great. An acknowledgement is basically what I'm looking for. (laughs) I mean, I want acknowledgement for Gaines. I want acknowledgement for the Chris Gaines project because even though it failed, 
did it? Well, as luck would have it, today, July 30th, 2019, Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, Mm -hmm. released a cover of a Chris Gaines song. Today, this very day. We've been working on this for a year. Yeah. We've been planning this podcast <laughs> for months. Yeah. And we then, met at the library on Sunday we did, to do research. We did real research. We did fucking library research on Sunday. Two days later, Michael texts me, what about this Childish Gambino shit? It's amazing. I can't believe it. The cultural zeitgeist is breathing down our necks. Absolutely. It's time. It, Everyone wants this. Everyone wants this. And here's what's really exciting to me about this is because this is the year 2019. We are over snark. The culture has moved on past that. And it's like now you can really like engage with something critically and see like not just how it failed, but also like how it succeeded and also trying to find like the intentions behind the failure. Yes. That's what's interesting to me. All That's what's interesting to me. Yeah, and those are all things that we have mapped out exhaustively for this show. I just, I mean, I just want to briefly discuss some of the the memorabilia that we have gathered around us on this yeah. table. Michael has purchased, there's a four jukeboxes only, seven inch, yeah. It Don't Matter to the Sun, Lost in You, Chris Gaines, we've got some Garth bios here. And I would just honestly encourage everyone at home to get on eBay and spend the two bucks on the Chris Gaines Greatest Hit CDs because they do not have the song lyrics in the booklet, but it has behind-the-scenes stories of the fictional songs. And you can't stream any of this. Mm-mm. No, none of this is streamable. It feels like Garth is so highly embarrassed and has put this behind him. I read it. Again, I don't want to get ahead of myself. There's a June 2019 interview with him where he mentions that this he's just done with it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to visit it again. But I think society can change that. I think that there are aspects of it that can be revisited. And I mean, that's just what the people want. It is. It's what the people need. It's what the people deserve. Yes. You can't, o- you can't open this door and, and walk through it and like leave us behind. You can't leave us behind. Oh, my God. So, as of today, not when you're hearing this, but as of when we're recording this, which we are recording this, as mentioned, on July 30th, there are 105 days left until the 20th anniversary of his SNL appearance, and only 60 days left until the 20th anniversary of the album itself being released. We've got two months Mm -hmm. to spread this gospel this word of Chris Gaines. You know what? Jesus only lived 33 years. I think we can do this in two months. I think we can do this. Absolutely. I think we can do this. And here's the thing about Chris Gaines. It's more than just Garth Brooks. Way it more. is so much more than Garth Brooks. It's babyface. It's Don Was of it, Was Not Was. Everybody walk the... What does everybody walk the dinosaur have to do with Chris Gaines, folks? The answer is everything. Mm-hmm. What do babyface Eric Clapton and Die Hard have in common? Chris Gaines. That's what. These threads are endless. <laughs> it's insane. You pull one and the whole thing unravels. There are layers to this. I mean, Capitol Records seems like kind of somewhat evil in this whole story. I can find so little on their involvement. I think this is a Paul McCartney yes man scenario. Mm. Which we'll get into, but I don't think Garth Brooks had heard a no for at least 10 years. Yeah. I know we're going to do a full episode on the life of Chris Gaines in, I don't know, two or three episodes, but I just want to quickly talk through some of the songs with you. Do you have any favorites from the Chris Gaines Greatest Hits album? Sadly, my favorite Chris Gaines song is actually from the band Crush.
Ah, yes, Chris's first band. Yes. That he was in as a young man, as a young Australian man. As a young Australian man. Mm-hmm. And frankly, it's an incredible song. It it's is legitimately good. good. It's a yeah. legit good song. Um, I do think that Right Now is a bizarre, bizarre song. But the good on one the album. is My Love Tells Me So. It's a great song. My Love Tells Me So is legitimately good. Right Now is. It's the weirdest one. It's got rapping on it, basically. Yeah, it does. Okay, maybe it's the papers, maybe it's the family, maybe it's the internet, radio, TV, maybe it's the president, maybe it's the last one, maybe it's the one before that. I was blown away, I would say, by Digging for Gold, lyrically. Uh, Digging for Gold is a song told from the perspective of a millionaire who marries his gold digger and then is really sad about it, I guess. Life's tough. There's some really, really good. There's some really good lyrics all across this album. I took, oh God. Um, the song Maybe, here's the opening line to the song Maybe. Yesterday the odds were stacked in favor of my expectations. Wow. 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 Yesterday the odds were stacked in favor of my expectations. Flying above the rest. Never fallen from the nest. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Garth Brooks did not write. Garth that. didn't write a single one of these songs. Garth did not write anything. Just thinking of what the project must have been for his fans. My theory, you know, the idea is it's like you've never heard me like this before. I'm the country singer. I'm I am the country singer. Underlined, bold, On capital bold, italic. underlined, a fucking fifty point font. Yeah, the country singer. But now I'm a rock guy. And the fascinating thing is, not a one of these is a rock song. No, not a one of them. We have got to work through the definition of that word. What is rock? Yeah. What is what is Garth's idea of rock? What is a country audience's idea of rock? Right. What is a music label's idea of rock? What does rock mean to a white person in the end of the 20th century? Look at the rock Billboard charts in 1999. It's fucking trash. Oh, it's, it's absolutely trash. It's garbage. It's Creed. No. It's like I mean, it's mostly like In Sync and Britney Spears and like uh, well, not those even are the rock. pop song. Yeah, but I mean, even in the I mean, the rock milieu at this time was like fucking what corn. Oh, you know, I mean, really, it. My, I have a theory that rock ended in '97, but we'll get there. I mean, Smash Mouth's All Star came out in 1999. That's a pop song. Uh, That's Red pop. Hot Chili Peppers, Scar Tissue. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Blink 182, you, Buck Cherry. You know, was, you know, was a good. Was that other side was a good song? <laughs> other side was a good Red Hot Chili Peppers song. I believe it was from that same album. It had like a sort of like a like German expressionism music video. It was like a kind of like. Dr. Colgari's cabinet. But, <laughs> but looking at the rock charts, yeah. I mean, there's some questionable entries on here for sure, but like even live, their third live album, mm-hmm. that's more rock than Chris Gaines. That's more rock than Chris Gaines. I've thought a little bit about it. If I could, if Chris Gaines had been a real performer, I feel like he would have fallen in the, and the thunder rolls. I feel like he would have fallen into the Richard Marks category mr misterish mm-hmm. it's very pop rock it's very 
soft rock. But there's nothing wrong with being Richard Marx. There's nothing wrong with being Richard Marx because Richard Marx is an adult contemporary artist and like knows his place, if you will. Absolutely. And isn't trying to be anything else. And his marketing team understands his place too. Absolutely. He's yes. not trying to like open up for Aerosmith. <laughs> you know? Wow. We will talk about Steven Tyler. Oh my God. You guys have no idea how much Steven Tyler has to do with this. So... Over the next few episodes, this is not going to be an ongoing podcast. We're not going to keep your attention Mm-mm. forever. We've got a select group of episodes. There's only so much to say. There's only also. so much to say. But we're going to go over the history of Brooks, the history of Gaines, the cultural reaction to it. We're going to go over some speculation. We're going to go over the promotion and the reception. We're going to go over the lamb. And we're going to talk about big, heady, conceptual items like the artifice of country music absolutely and as well as like upheavals that were happening in garth's personal life at the same time 1999 was not an easy year for him maybe his worst year and not just because of chris Gaines. his mother passed away we don't need to give it all away right now his marriage fell apart yeah yeah played for the padres he did play for the padres oh my god you guys have no idea how much baseball has to do with this story (laughs) base baseball baby face Top die Gun. Hard. I keep saying Top Gun instead of Die Hard. <laughs> die Hard's, die way Hard's a way better movie than yeah. Top Gun. Die Hard is a way better movie than Top Gun. All right. Uh, I think that might do us for this introductory episode, just to wet your whistle. Yeah, to just to get you started. You, to let you know that we exist. We're here for you. And if you want us to cover certain topics, we haven't recorded all this yet. Mm-mm. So get at us. If you got somebody you want us to interview, we're lining up interviews. So let Are us know. Are we going to talk to Chris? I don't know. That remains to be seen. <sighs> that remains to be seen. The way AI is going these days, I think we could. I think we could. Yeah. I think we could. So at Garth Gaines SNL on the Twitter, ChrisGaines.show on the website browser of your choice. Could be Chrome, could be Safari, could be <laughs> Firefox, maybe Opera if you're a weirdo. It's fine. If you have any like Brooks or Gaines memorabilia lying around your house, will you please send us pictures or scans of that, please? Anything. Because it is all collector's items. We don't want you to give it to us, save it for your grandkids, yeah. but like, let us borrow it. Yeah. There's literally thunder rolling outside right now while we record this, and I can't think of a more appropriate reaction from the earth as we start this podcast chrisgaines.show at garth gaines snl join us thank you for listening subscribe we're on spotify apple google play stitcher tune in all the things overcast i could keep going we're everywhere we're on all of those things yeah that's cool we're on all of them. i didn't know that thank you yeah <laughs> follow subscribe if you want to rate that's fine we're doing this anyway. I think you should rate it like a five or a 10. Mm. That's just my opinion. Yep. If you can rate it a 10, rate it a 10. If only goes as high as five, rate it a five. Yeah, those are good numbers to rate. Thank you. I agree. All right. Uh, I'm Michael Eads. I'm Ashley Spurgeon. Thank you so much. This is Chris Gaines, the podcast. Catch you soon. There were so many, there were hundreds of people. There were hundreds of people involved at this at every level. And for so many months, this had to be so many people's lives. And then what happened? Like, it's just mocked. And Garth has to fucking quit music.